This is... Wait, we should establish, like, what we want to talk about. What I, are the bullet I, points we need to I, hit here? I, I got it. I got it. Okay, so we tell them that the show is called Do You Want to Make a Podcast? It is a fireside chat between two best friends who are on the hunt to create the perfect podcast. They have a lot of ideas, and they can't decide what they want to talk about. Okay. That's pretty much it. That's it. We that's 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 the like, synopsis. Then we'll then we'll plug the social media. Do we want to do like social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we'll tell them to follow us at Do You Want to Pod, all spelled out. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us at Do You Want to Make a Podcast at Gmail dot com. That's it. That works for me. Wait, I think we just did it. We did it. That was my that was my plan all along. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. Except hello, because now the show's starting. Yes, it is. We are here. We did it. Oh my goodness, it's magic. <laughs> it really is, though. We have the wonderful Andrew Swackhammer joining us on the Zoom today. Thank you, my friend, for being here. Oh, it's just a Zoomalicious time here. <laughs> Zoomalicious. I've not heard that one yet, and I love it. Uh, you're probably going to hear a lot of things you haven't heard tonight because I'm that weird. I'm fucking hoping for it, my dude. That's why that's why we asked you here. Uh, before I'm, tra- we- I'm trapped in this room. <laughs> before we go any further, we keep forgetting to do the the only consistent thing from the show that we've done since day one, uh, which is to ask everyone on the call today, do you want to make a podcast? Yes. As much as I want to build a snowman. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a resounding I yes. hope that that's a yes. Oh. Of course, the we- it is, the- and I'm freezing. The weather's not going to do I'm freezing that. <laughs> freezing that answer. Excellent. Okay, so let's uh, just to give the listeners a quick intro uh, to Mr. Swackhammer. In addition to having the the best last name in the world, uh, you are one half of the. I, I'm going to get the genre wrong, but it's it's a folk pop ukulele duo. Is hey, that- why not? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, we do like indie folk, pop, soul. It just depends on the song, I guess. It's amazing. Uh, you oh. and I. The band is called Starbird and the Phoenix. I believe you are the Starbird. Is I am correct? the Starbird. Yeah, it used to depend on the song whether I was Starboard, Starbird, <laughs> or Phoenix. But now um, Courtney's hair is just so red. Yeah, she she out red haired me. So there we go. Um. In, in addition to that, uh, uh, oh, with, those are my owls, so I'm Ooh. clearly the starbird. That's great. Oh, starbird. Um, yeah. I was hearing starboard, as in like the Star- direction on a ship. Bird. Oh, I'm so sorry. My Pittsburgh accent is so fucking thick. <laughs> oh, my God. You, when you hear starbird. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I love a good Pittsburgh accent. Oh, I love a good Pittsburgh accent. You know, we're going downtown, we're going to go to Canaan Klein, get a red beard, drink brewski, then we'll go down, back down in Canaan Klein. Bring Cross some. it, use that, use that fucking train, go to the casino, and then we'll tailgate right after, and then we'll just go to the game that doesn't exist. How about we have our own game? 
Can you imagine <laughs> the world's biggest croquet game in Heinz Stadium because they're closed? <laughs> Are they closed? Yeah, well, they're not. It's not the season for Heinz Stadium to be open, but yes, they are closed. Oh yeah, that's right. The Pittsburgh Pirates don't play in the football stadium anymore. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's been a while since I watched sports, gentlemen. <laughs> um, well, it's been a while since you've watched. Uh, I would call mainstream sports. Andrew, you brought to my attention the other day the greatest thing I have heard this year, and that is not an exaggeration. Yes. Please elaborate. Yes, I did. Oh, just a little. Well, I used to collect these growing up. And if you remember, you would put a string in a circle, uh... And you would chant in a cult. No, just kidding. <laughs> you would put other small versions of these. You would take your striker marble and you would play marbles. But now we have this beautiful thing that's happening. It's the fifth annual Marble League Marble Olympics. I am so freaking excited. The qualifiers <laughs> just happened yesterday. I won't spoil anything for you. You have to look it up yourself. But I will say one thing that my team did make it. And yes, I have so I have spent like a paycheck worth of memorabilia purchasing. Wait, you, you don't mean like your team that you're a fan of. This is your marbles team. This is my marbles team. Fucking right, man. Yes! Oh. <laughs> yes, there's the shirt to prove it! The mellow it. yellow. Oh my gosh. Mellow freaking yellow. Oh my it's, God. it's a soda and a sports team. Okay, so this is the fifth annual fifth annual Marble Olympics. Yes. Were you around for the first one? Were you one of the originating members? <laughs> of the Marble Olympics? I so freaking wish, but... No, I, it was introduced to me by John Oliver himself just a few episodes ago. And he said, if you need a good quarantine activity and you miss sports, please tune in to Marble League. And they were like, well, we would love to do it, but we need sponsorship. So now John Oliver's last uh, last week tonight is the sole sponsor. Yes. Yeah, I saw for this. the Marble Olympics, and it oh, just brings wow. me so much joy, and I'm so thankful for that, Brit. That's amazing. So you said your team made it through the qualifiers. How did you? How did you train for this? Oh, you know, it took a lot of hard work. Um, there's a few things that you have to keep in mind when being a marble. <laughs> You know, this isn't my team, like, specifically, <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't buy this team. They pre-existed four years ago before I even knew who they were. Oh, I thought, okay. I, I thought know, you, I know, uh, you got so excited. I was so ready for this. I was ready for you to tell me how there was, like, some, like, you had to, like, draft a certain marble, and then, like, there was, like, contract negotiations amongst these marbles and, like, all this different well, stuff. Well, that's the best part is, like, they do have names. So, like, my favorite named team would be Team Momo. <laughs> and there's four players per team and a, uh, a replacement marble in case anyone gets injured. And then there's the coach. So the four team, <laughs> team members of Team Momo are Mo. Momo. Momo Mo. And you guessed it. Momo, Momo. <laughs> and if any of them get injured, we bring in Mimo. 
And no, it's not ironic that I have named five of my fish those names. <laughs> nice. That's the dream. Oh, gotta just, love your neon Tetris. I feel like there is probably still a, a very rigorous training regiment for these marbles, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like lots of bathing, massages, waxing. Yes, yes, lots <laughs> of waxing, lots of polishing, lots of waxing. You don't know this, but marbles can get very hairy. They're huh. just rolling around collecting lint. Yeah, the dust. I imagine if there's dust on this marble, the the they'd be less aerodynamic. Oh, the wind resistance would be stronger. It gets it gets super intense. Like people fall off the track, and then the the <laughs> the medical squad has to come in, and then they stop motion sequences. You never see human hands. It's literally filmed like ESPN Sports. It's just so well done. I would also like. <clears throat> I, I would wonder if because. Are you familiar with the movie Bubble Boy? Oh, heck yes. I was actually Bubble Boy in the musical. You're welcome. That's great. Love oh, that. Gosh, I love that musical so much. But now, I also love the show. If one were to take several humans and put each of them in bubbles, you could create a human version of the Marble Olympics. Oh, case. I'm done with you. Yes. <laughs> that is amazing. Should I play a song? I would love a song. I figured since we're going with some nerdy culture, and since I miss you so much, can you still see me if I pull something up on my computer? Yes, sir. Uh, can definitely oh, see you. Terrific. I'm just going to do a little test here. Nice. Well, this is dedicated to you, Joe. Oh. <clears throat> when I ripped my pants, I thought that I had everybody on my side, but I went and blew it all sky high. And now she won't even spare a passing glance. All just because I ripped my pants. When Big Larry came around just to put him down. SpongeBob turned into a cow. And no girl ever wants to dance with a fool. And ripped his pants. I know I shouldn't mope around. I shouldn't. Winding up with no one is a lot less fun than a burn from the sun or sending your butt. Now I learned a lesson I won't super to get this and do what we can. Be true to yourself, don't lose your chance, and you won't end up like a Cha-cha-cha. Yeah! That's exactly what I needed. Oh, gosh, you know. Oh, thank you. Thank you, my I friend. Just, I just felt like I'm wearing a cartoon shirt. Joe's yeah. in the room. Mm -hmm. There's just no excuse not to play some SpongeBob. Okay. And, you know, like, I didn't go see the, uh, the SpongeBob musical in Rebellion. Mm-hmm. For your Spongebob musical that you so desperately were dreaming of. 
<laughs> I I appreciate that. Can you can you remind everyone like your SpongeBob dreams? My SpongeBob dreams. I we we're gonna have to cut this part out. I can't tell if like this is actually a conversation we had and I forgot about, or if this is just a fun bit we're doing. Oh, <laughs> I thought you wanted to make a SpongeBob musical. Oh, um, well, I I I think I. I'm I'm fine with making a SpongeBob musical. I think because <laughs> we'll, we'll just make one right now. So I would. I maybe would like, we were just smoking too much in college, and we don't remember anything. Well, that's without a doubt true. But <laughs> I think what you're referring to is when I when I had the lofty dream of creating a musical to My Chemical Romance is the Black Parade. That was something I definitely wanted to do. That sounds freaking awesome and that hilarious. Was... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll 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 give the I'll give the pitch for that just so that it's out on the internet. But then we'll go on to me creating a SpongeBob. Oh, musical. please do! I've always wanted a My Chemical Romance musical. So that was kind of taking the idea of you know like the Ray Bradbury world of Fahrenheit 451, where books are illegal, but taking that to all forms of art and expression, so that music would be illegal. Mainly music because it's a musical, and then uh, the the Black Parade would be this band of like what I called militant musicians who were like not only fucking shit up but also rocking really fucking hard, and that was my idea for a loose idea for a Black Parade musical. Um, oh, MCR did, all the way. Didn't you get right? you got permission for that? You might have already said that, and I was. I I reached out to the lawyers of. Like I, I did some hunting because I was like, okay, because if you use music, kids, this is just a quick uh, learning moment. If you use music that's not yours, you need permission for it, unless you're covering or parodying. I think is yes, the, parodying so like is se- is the best way to get by anything. Weird Al, baby, he's a smart <laughs> man. Um, so. I reached out to lawyers who had rights to the music, and they're like, ah, oh, well, here's the names of, of the band's lawyer. So I I emailed the band's lawyer. I'm like, hey, man, I'm like 23. I wrote this musical. And by that, I mean, (laughs) I wrote some shitty scenes to shoestring together this album. Uh, But like, this is my idea. And here's a sample. And like, can you just pitch it to the band? And the lawyer was like, hey, Joe, happy to run it by the band. But you should know you're in line behind uh, the creators of the Book of Mormon. And uh, I forget who else. They were like, the band has made it very clear that if there is ever going to be a Black Parade musical, they're going to be the ones to come up with the story. But I'm happy to run this by them. And I was like, thank you for the kindest rejection I've ever gotten. Uh, because in the theater world, half the times when people reject you, they don't even have the decency to respond. Yeah. So what I took away from that was, oh, my God, I have the same ideas as the creators of Book of Mormon and South Park, who are like two of my, you know. Uh, huge influences. So uh, that was a great takeaway. But Andrew, you 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 recalled uh, some memory of me pitching a SpongeBob musical, which I don't recall. But that has That's... never stopped us on the show before. I mean, I do have I do lucid dream quite often, so maybe I just <sighs> imagined you doing that, and mm. I've just been dreaming about you all these years. <laughs> I'm more than okay with this, and I think I want a SpongeBob musical from Gary's perspective. Uh, okay. Mom. So, yeah. so it's kind of like Cats the musical because all he can say is meow. Mom, 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 mom. And then you have like a translator in the back. Yes. 
also <laughs> a, a, a sign an interpreter for sign language who's oh, translating please. the English translation. It's going to be like magic to do from Pippin with white gloves dancing around yes. him. This <laughs> yes. is this is beautiful. Because okay, here it is because there's all these like there's that episode where like Gary left or something and you got the classic song Gary come home. Gary come home. Well, I want the story of what sing. Gary do- Yeah, I want Gary's story of not only when he like leaves and abandons SpongeBob. I also want to know what Gary does when the camera is not on him in the cartoon itself. I feel like there's this whole other like snail culture in SpongeBob that we don't really get uh, much much coverage of. Yeah, that world has not been explored nearly enough. I feel For- like you can get very Adventure Time style you, with Gary. You know, you know what this is. This is just Cats the Musical with snail costumes instead of cat costumes. <laughs> same songs, same everything, just snails in bikini bodies. Snails, and it's nine hours long. That's right. Yes. Because it takes a minute. Yeah, they, they move takes, slower. It takes them a while. They move They move a lot slower. <laughs> so, like, when they go to sing Memory, it's... Meow. Meow. Like, it's just slowed down. Meow. Like, what if... So, so, let's... Carrie. So, here, here's what I'm picturing right now. We take the Cats musical... Let's just take the movie just, you know, to play with, right? We've broken our only rule on this podcast. Yeah, I know, again. I know, I know. What a crime. Okay, so we take the, so we <laughs> take of nightmares. We take the cats movie. Let's slow it down to half, right? Half speed, right? Yes. Then we further CGI the face. We actually CGI the faces, right? The faces were the only things that weren't CGI'd. We CG- no more CGI. We CGI the faces so that way the eyes come out. And yes. up. Yes. And there you go. There's Snails the Musical. <laughs> yes. I oh, think I they, love a quick fix. I think they did that on accident already. <laughs> There's so many versions that have been taken out of theaters. And then theaters got shut down completely due to COVID. And the cat scene was like, thank God. That's because cats made COVID happen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The Cats movie somehow brought about the pandemic. That fucking tracks, dude. That does make perfect sense to me. Yeah, we deserve this. I've never heard more accurate information in my life. I've definitely heard less accurate information, I'll tell you that. Um, this This has nothing to do with anything we're saying, but I just need to say this for the record. I have few regrets in my life. In my life. I said lives in my many lives. Uh, nine lives. Buddhism. In your nine I lives. I knew it. Uh, Hindu, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, reincarnation. So I have few oh, regrets. Pin, pin. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah. I have few regrets across my many lifetimes. I've definitely learned from things and grown and they made me who I am today. Those are not regrets. <laughs> One of the huge regrets I have is not seeing Andrew Swackhammer's one man live show of Toy Story. Oh, that is yes. something that. I, is there? Please tell me there's footage. Is there footage of this? Um, there, there is footage of it. There was ah! a full, uh, a full recorded evening, um, and that was actually the evening where, uh, by the end of the show, I had blood oh. from here that had rolled all the way down oh, down in, the shin, 
into my, like, ruined my socks. Oh. And uh, ruined my shoes. Oh, my. It was, I had no idea. But when your adrenaline is going and oh, you're yeah. quoting in it, and you're quoting an entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, was this, okay. now, now was this a word for word? The Toy Story, or was it an artistic interpretation of the Toy no, Story? No, it was blatantly word for word, with some artistic interpretation, but like word for word, um, just quoted Toy Story. I, okay, so I have, I, I'm selfishly, even if I'm the only audience member, uh, we need to create uh, either a screening of this footage or we we sell tickets for a one night Zoom reading of this footage, oh and I'll buy I'll buy ten tickets. I don't care. I want to see I want to see this happen. I want to commission this just because I missed out, <laughs> and it haunts me to this day. It should, Joe. <laughs> I, it does. Yes, absolutely. You had a. It was actually. It was. They had to add chairs into that tiny little room. Oh it was like the most. Trendy thing I've ever done. Did you get a cease and desist Everyone was from so Disney? Excited. No, because it's parody. Oh! Yeah, baby. <laughs> parody. The only thing that we couldn't use was the uh, Toy Story logo, so we had to make our own. But we made it instead of like the hard, jagged edges. We made it like soft bubble lettering. Excellent. There you go. Can't sue me for that. That's nice. how you do it, baby. I still use McDonald's colors, though. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All uh, right, everyone. This is a stinger. Don't <gasps> anybody move. Now empty that safe. Money, money, money. Stop it. Stop it, you mean old potato. Quiet, Bo Peep, or your sheep get run over. Oh, no, not my sheep. Somebody do something. Bah, help us. <laughs> Reach for the sky. Oh no, Sheriff Woody. I'm here to stop you, one-eyed Bart. Oh, how'd you know it was me? Are you gonna come quietly? Can't touch me, Sheriff. I brought my attack dog with a built-in force field. Yeah, well, I brought my dinosaur. Who eats force field dogs? <laughs> You're going to jail, Bart. Say goodbye to the wife and tater tots. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> oh my God. What a fun show. I was fully prepared, Andrew. If you <laughs> did the whole thing, I was like, I'm cancel all my plans for the just day. Gonna let it, Thank you for yeah, that. Just let it happen. It's funny. I, I could like, uh, like, I was like, how does that movie start? Like, and then it happened and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm a mind reader. Yes. I, I, I want to. If, if you have any, this has nothing to do with me because all the work's on you, my dude. But if you have any desire to do this via Zoom, I will help you make it happen. Oh, for thank, sure. that would be uh, spectacular. I I would like to do some planning, mm -hmm. of course, but um, and some rehearsing. I got to watch Toy Story again with the captions on. <laughs> and gotcha. then, uh, but I do somewhere still have my Sid Phillips shirt. Yes. Which I revealed, I wore like a, a plaid shirt, yeah. but then like when Sid comes out. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bozo, you got a brain in there? Yeah. 
Nice. Fucking love that guy. Ugh. What a freak. <laughs> he he was a troubled youth, for sure. For sure. Yeah, but like should shouldn't we encourage people to safely use pyrotechnics? Like he he ended up in the second movie working for uh he's 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 in sanitation. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, or is that the third that's movie? That's the third movie, but yeah. Yeah, Sid comes back and he's working sanitation. Um and then but I feel like if we would have embraced Sid's ability mm. to blow things up, he yeah. would he would be such a great fireworks display designer. Yeah. Or like he would also maybe work for Tesla or NASA or something like that. Yo, Garbage Man is a good job. It's a stinky job, yes. but it's a oh, good job. It's a stinky job, but it's yes. a good job. Seri- not, non, non-comedy thanks. Serious thanks to all our folks. Thank you, sanitation. sanitation. Cheers to you. Yes, I'm drinking at 11.30 in the morning. That's my dude. Because um, what else do you do in quarantine? Quarantine. You know? It's so true. Know? Just other than riding in my teeny tiny bicycle, not much else. <laughs> You have a teeny tiny bicycle? Oh, yes. I So in my apartment that does not have room for storing a full-size bicycle, I bought uh, a folding bicycle. Uh, it packs up. I can put it in my closet. If I go meet up with my friends, I can put it in the backseat of my car and drive it. And, you know, like totally convenient. The only Stop trade-off. Stop putting things back in the closet, Joe. I'm sorry. That's okay. The only thing. Um, <laughs> In in the in the trunk, I I put it in a trunk, right? Thank you very much. Anytime, That's better. Anytime. So, <laughs> what this this bike has seven speeds. It's got brakes, got a kickstand, got everything. The only thing it doesn't have is any way to save your dignity because everyone looks like a circus performer, regardless of height, gender. And this bike is the great equalizer, kids. You know, like this is maybe how we find our way to be on the to on the path to a better world is everyone starts riding riding really dumb looking tiny bicycles because we all y'all look just as dumb speaking of dumb teeny bicycles there's this man in astoria who daily and you can Mm -hmm. find him he just goes down up and down broadway in astoria he has i think it may be one of the world's tallest unicycles (laughs) what and with traffic going around him and him like avoiding double parked delivery things, yes. you can see this man unicycle about eight, ten feet in the air. What? And eight he, he, feet? yeah, like his abs must be insane oh because I, I just watch him and I, I start sweating. Like, I couldn't even imagine balancing on it to begin with. How does he get up there in the first place? He needs a ladder. I have no idea. I've I've tried to stalk him and find out where he lives. His lair? His unicycle hideout? <laughs> and decode, like I'm in bushes. I'm like, there he goes. There he goes. He's, okay, we Package got, is moving. We got Package walkie-talkies. Moving. Like, I just got, he's turning around the corner. He's going to... Yeah. <laughs> But I, I don't think he's real because he disappears. <laughs> yeah, it's just a figment of of quarantine brain. The uni- I should just the next time man. just like 
throw water balloons at him. (laughs) I want someone to like challenge him by having an even taller unicycle. And it's just a race (laughs) to build taller unicycles. Like, like, like roller coasters, you know, like freaking six flags in New Jersey. Like, yeah. Total, like, this is bullshit. They, like, build this roller coaster, which at the time is the tallest in maybe the country, if not the world, King Dakka, right? King Dakka. It's, it's only 18, I'm making up the number, but it's a small number, only 18 feet taller than the previous tallest roller coaster, which was at Cedar Point. So you're going to tell me you spent all this money for 18 feet? Yes. Either double it or go home. That is bullshit. <laughs> this is horse shit. I'm not going to wait in line for King to Ka when I've read the, rode the one in Cedar Point for 18 feet on a ride that is over in the fucking blink of an eye. It's over, but you don't notice that 18 feet. I wouldn't notice 20 feet, but I would notice it if they doubled the size of the roller coaster. Tell you what, that I would notice. I got to tell you, though, having ridden both, King to Ka is so smooth. God damn it. Now I got to go on it. It's it. smooth, buddy. It is smooth. Oh, gosh. I like, I I was terrified the first time I was sitting in this. I was like, I've, I've ended my life. Like, this is it. This is the right. time that it's going to stop the top, and I'm going to have to walk down from the highest roller coaster mm. on their, like, tiny little unguarded spiral staircase. But that didn't happen. It was such a, it was so beautiful. It was a very beautiful experience. Okay, 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 okay. And it's orange. Well, Kingdakai's <laughs> green. I thought. Is, is it? Orange? I think it's I green. Know. I think it's primarily green, but I think there might be. I think some Cedar Point's orange. orange. Wait, I think you're confusing one's... your tallest roller coasters. Which one's guy. orange? There's an orange one. Cedar Point. The top. Yes, the top throw drags are at Cedar Point. It's more. Uh, that's like a red and a yellow, which makes orange. There so, you go. I'll take so, it. There's something, Andrew, that you said about. Walking down from the on the guardrail from the highest roller coaster. What if we got GoPros and safety equipment and did a podcast like just this show while trying to descend from very tall heights? Doesn't have to be a roller coaster. Just like take this normal stuff, but like really, really, really precarious altitudes. I think it'd be a game changer. Um, it would be a game changer I... because I would shit my pants. <laughs> The theme for today. <laughs> just poops, poops for just days. Poops. So many poops, poops for days. everywhere. It would be, it would be bad. I would not be, I would not be able to focus on whatever conversation we'd be having. I'd just be like, guys, we're so high up. What? I think I would rather um, take an object where I could get down another way because somebody's mm-hmm. already gone down that staircase. And how did we get so up like? There to do begin I jump with? off with like one of those like gliders <laughs> from the top? Because I think jumping off with a glider would probably be really right. fun. With the goal being to try and land in one of the sky rides. Mm-hmm. Well done. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of that that new game that's out there right now. Uh, incredibly reliable delivery service. Oh yes. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, you have these very fumbly um, beings, and they just like <laughs> wacky inflatable, and you have to pick up packages, <laughs> and they are just like trying to put these packages. You're breaking the package. You I have love it. Peanuts and stuffing coming out. You got to work together to like 
fly a helicopter, which is just oh, as God. bumbly, and then land that. Usually the helicopter explodes, at least in my experience. <laughs> but you do you do fly around, and it's a beautiful experience. And then this one thing that you have to do is land inside the blimp, mm. which is... I it that coin that that made it a, an official game for me. I was like, you can. They've designed it to actually allow you to land in the blimp. I'm like, thank you so much. This is like a dream come true. Technology in quarantine has stepped up its game. I I don't want to forget two things. Yeah. Before like I just saying this now, we can cut this out because I just don't want to forget. One is to remove that pin about reincarnation at some point. And the other one is to talk about uh, you being a celebrity cappuccino maker. Those are two things that I, I definitely <laughs> want to talk about. Which which of the two should we talk about first? Well, let's let's visit the pin. Yep. Yes, let's. let's take um, that pin out of the cork board. Taking the pin out of the cork board, reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Taking another pin out of the cork board, marble league. <laughs> take another pin out of the corkboard andrew swackhammer was born into the world seven years later he developed a dream life theory because he was discovering uh, a need to understand his weirdness already mm. um he was obsessed with marbles, and one of his marbles had like a marble within a marble within a marble within a marble within a marble. Within a marble. And I was like looking at it as my seven year old self, going, like, all of these Christians around me are telling me that reincarnation isn't real. Mm. Then why do I feel like I am an ostrich that? <laughs> was reincarnated as a giraffe that was reincarnated as a first-time human right now. Oh, fuck yeah! So, I'm a very tall, lanky, bird-like <laughs> human. I'm very bumbly. Extra explorative, because the world is nuts. Mm -hmm. But this marble theory is absolutely delicious because on these separate marbles are the different sectors of worlds that you have mm. come from. So there's, mm. I'm on my third tier and every soul in marble theory is um, designated a certain amount of tiers of lives that they're supposed to go through before they can actually begin to achieve their full soul development and purpose that's my marble theory that so you and you came up with that at seven yeah that was fucking with, a that's without drugs yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yes do you still have that marble I do still have that marble. It's at my parents' house. There though. was a. There, I, oh my god! I don't dare Spirit take that marbles. with me anywhere. Like I, that has to stay safe. Like the important things are in my parents' house. There was a drug though involved, and that drug is childlike wonder. Uh. <laughs> it was called that drug was fun dip. <laughs> mm. Just lots of sugar and high fructose corn uh, syrup, baby. Yes. Mm, give me that stick. Oh no! Oh no! 
I have oh, a no. fun dip story. Please? Oh, yes, I think is the proper reaction. Um, so it was Halloween um, 1996. A year after Marble Theory was developed. <laughs> Side note, I've heard a lot. I listen to a lot of spiritual shit. Marble Theory is like, no joke. I love it. I know. Love this shit. I felt I really got nervous and stopped thinking so drastically outside of the box when I told my parents about Marble Theory because I felt the first notion of them saying, get out. <laughs> well, I, they I, are, I, they're I, so much cooler now. Now. Yeah, but dude, I I love and accept this marble theory, and you. It's wonderful. Thank you so much, Joe. I accept you to the fullest extent. Thank you. Um, Sorry, you were... It was Halloween, 1996. Halloween, 1996. Yes. First of all, that (laughs) might have been the year that McDonald's put that Halloween tape in their Happy Meals with all of the scary sounds. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Secondly... uh, I was um, trick-or-treating in the trailer park, Uh which sounds like a great either song or uh, Netflix special. Yeah. (laughs) Trick-or-treating in the trailer park. And Mm -hmm. there was this new house that had moved in. I lived on Burnwood Drive. And so we went down a couple roads and uh, someone had dropped this, the single packet fun dip into my pillowcase. And I was so freaking excited. And it was towards the end of our trail. I was like, I don't need any more candy. I have a freaking fun dip. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so we went back to the house and we weren't allowed to eat the candy that night. It was too late. So we had to wait until the next day. We were allowed to have one flavored Tootsie Roll. Mm. So we wake up the next day, no hesitations, I get into that fun dip, I run out of sugar, but I still have some stick left, and I'm like, I need fucking sugar to dip (laughs) this in. Yeah! Oh no! So I am hunting around the house for anything (laughs) that could resemble fun dip whatsoever. Oh no! And I come across a cherry-flavored jello box. Oh, this this actually is not going nearly as bad as I thought it could, but <laughs> I get about um two-thirds the way through the jello box mm-hmm. with this stick when I realize I don't feel so good. Uh, yeah, that tracks. The heat in my body started to gelatinate. The cherry jello sugar <laughs> inside my body. Oh no! I instantly run into the bathroom and I projectile vomit red colored anything. Oh. <laughs> all over the floor, toilet, shower curtain, which was white cotton. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just the bathtub. Oh. And I go, Mommy! Mommy! My mom turns the corner to see me laying <laughs> on my back with a side, <laughs> pale as a ghost, with red everywhere. 
and red like down my face and she thinks I'm dead. <laughs> she thinks I'm going to die. Oh, She's like, honey, no. what did you do? <laughs> and she started to, I couldn't say words. She started to look at all the Mr. Yuck stickers and make sure that everything was um, closed. And I finally could, she finally found the red jello box that I had hidden behind my back because I didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, that was quite a, a terrifying experience. Wow. <laughs> so, oh, wow. don't eat jello. Yeah, don't eat <laughs> jello mix, kids. That's not. Don't eat jello mix. It will grow and. Is gelatinate even a word? I don't think it's <laughs> It a is word. now. It is now. But Ooh. that was a good time. Yeah. I, um, what was the I other did, thing? I, the other thing. Oh, well, thank you for, for sharing that with us. Oh, of so, course. Seriously, you know. that was a time. Yeah, that's a, that's a uh, good story. The other good story is that you are the preferred cappuccino maker of, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin the ending, but <clears throat> please, please go on my friend. So, so I'm helping my, um, my friend open a coffee shop in, uh, Brooklyn called about coffee and, uh, Using my barista experience, I took over um, management for a while while he was opening his third branch up in the Upper West Side. Oh, good for But me. in the Brooklyn uh, neighborhood is um, Peter Dinklage, mm -hmm. and he would frequent every now and then. And his wife came into the store, and I was on register training someone on the bar. And she said, do you mind if you make the cappuccino? Because he he's very specific and he's very grumpy today. Can you please make the cappuccino for my husband? I said, most definitely. And while I'm making it, I'm just like, Ooh. Peter <laughs> Dinklage likes my cappuccino. <laughs> I'm just yeah. so happy about it. Gave him very extra beautiful latte art that day. I'm wondering if there's a way for you to continue this friendship, because I'm going to assume it's a friendship, with Mr. Dinklage in the quarantine. Like, if you could tweet out and be like, hey, man, it's me, your favorite barista, but really, I can still, we can still get coffee. We can still do it. We can do it. My favorite was when he came into this, the shop and um, he had his baby with him and he went up, he went up the ramp and the stroller made him disappear and then you could see oh. him again <laughs> it was so it was so great and that That's made cool. me love him even more and then that same day his wife was ordering i was at the bar and his kid was by the pastries and he was leaning up where you pick up your drinks and there was a woman sitting at the um, picnic table seating and um, he just started charming this woman in front of his wife. And it was the most hilarious thing I'd ever seen. His confidence, he was in a good mood that day. Yeah, okay. So do you ever have those moments where a joke passes and then you think of the perfect punchline? Oh. Because that happened to me all the time. just now. Can we, oh, and if I had a time machine, we would go back to where you said that his wife told you he's feeling a little grumpy today. And then Andrew could have today. said, is he being a grumpy elf? <gasps> no! I would never. That's not the perfect line. That's hurtful. 
No, it's, no, it's, it's great. From elf. It's from, it's a it's a line. He's from an elf. angry elf. So, he's an angry. He's, elf. Oh yeah, angry elf. Okay. Oh yes, he's an yeah. angry elf. Call me elf. He's an angry elf. Yeah, but then so he's like, not... call me elf one more time, and then he drop kicks Will Ferrell. But you get to get drop kicked by Peter Dinklage. Like that is a great turn of events in my book. Yeah. And assuming he's cool with it, he would just kind of like not want to laugh, but he would kind of smirk and smile. Like I think he would. I feel uh, like he's cool with most well. things. Yeah. He's pretty down to earth and he has the right to be grumpy whenever he wants or angry. Sure. Like you've you've worked hard enough, sir. Thank you for entertaining me for all these years. Yes. Right on. You deserve more than just my cappuccino. He does come <laughs> off typically as a very grumpy person. So Yeah, it's just his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Got that grumpy look to your face. You got a grumpy face, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> but we love it, and we love you. We love your grumpy face, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> oh, I was breaching uh, some. Who's that guy? We know. We know. Iago, Aladdin. Oh, Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. You got a grumpy face. That's pretty good. Yeah. Peter, Dink- Peter Dinklage. <laughs> But he only has something to say about Dinklage, which is great. Oh my gosh, I just uh, watched a few of uh, Gilbert Gottfried's roasts. He's so wonderful. He's if you if you like long interviews, him on Pete Holmes' podcast is quite a good one. He's he's one of those comedians that everyone knows from a childhood thing, but like he's actually so vulgar that it's that it's it's even funnier because it's like oh you're this voice of this childhood character that i enjoy and then he's like (laughs) talking about shitting and fucking and doing all kinds of drugs and doing all this crazy shit you go back and watch eddie murphy stand up it's like it's not okay (laughs) what he says and does yeah but everyone knows him from like daddy daycare oh yeah i say everyone all you know our, our generation yeah I mean, I feel like he's the reason why uh, SNL is still a thing. A thing today. Yeah. Just a I major mean, yeah, part of he, that. he single handedly saved SNL in the 80s, yes. Damn. See, I was unaware of that, but I, I enjoyed this. Yes. Um, I w- the other one that I always think of is uh, Bob Saget. Yep. Oh, yeah, Bob Saget. That, was a, that was a shock, but I was just like, you know what? Do you, buddy? I'm so happy that you need to get all of this crap off of your chest. And, yeah. you know, you're a good actor. You were like America's dad and you proved how good of an actor you were. Yeah, because you're really it is, it is quite impressive. You're really a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I need money. So I'll just smile and nod. I'll smile and, and nod until I have enough it. money to say whatever the hell I want. Uh, and he's, and right. he still makes residuals off that smiling and nodding and saying mm-hmm. the right thing to his kids. There's, so. there's, there's two things this makes me think of, um, both of which are rehashing from Pete Holmes' podcast. Uh, the first one is that Gilbert Gottfried talks on that podcast at length about all the tiny sh- soaps and shampoos that he steals from hotel rooms to the point where he has... <laughs> boxes full of tiny travel size toiletries that he's stolen because he just can't help himself and i and i resonate with that on a on a strong level why are you 
just keeping them, though. Like, at least make a mosaic if you're not going to use it. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Toiletry art? Yes. Fuck yeah. Toiletry art. And then you can, like, unscrew from the bottom all the way up. If it's, like, horse, like if some... it's vertical like this and you have your mosaic like that, mm-hmm. and then you tilt it down ever so slightly Ooh. and you untwist from the bottom and then you put a tarp underneath on a hill... Ooh, all right, Warhol. A shampoo you've got, fountain. You've got a shampoo fountain, and then you can ride it with, you can just be naked. <laughs> yeah. A naked sudsy slip and slide. Naked sudsy slip and slide from Gilbert Gottfried's Stolen Toiletries. <laughs> but that, yes, but that whole process, the unscrewing, the sliding, the disrobing, that is all part of the art piece. Like, you have to watch someone do all of that. By itself, none of it works. It's, you need to see it all as one I feel like time-lapsed, too, would be really beautiful. This sounds like really great meditation technique. I'm going to try it. I think, like, okay, yeah. I also want to, like, is there any more to marble theory that I can know about? Because I really want to know about this. <laughs> Um, I don't know what, what, let me, let me ask you this in, in your marble theory, what Mm -hmm. tier do you believe you are on in your journey of tears? How many tears do you think you have? And what do you think those past tears were? Fuck. Um, all right. So I've, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be true. What was the first question? What tier do you believe you are on? I think I'm on like. On a t- like one to ten, ten being like the final tier. Do you think ten th- is your final? Do you think you only have ten tier? I feel like some people have eighteen tiers. Some people may uh, have a hundred tiers. Some people may have three tiers. You know. Y- yeah. Well, let's let's. I'll say one to ten, but assuming that you can like that's that's like a Jim. Correct me if I'm using the wrong terms here. Like it's a scale. Like you could ten could actually equal a hundred. Yeah, or a you thousand could extrapolate or... it to to yeah. additional tiers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. feel like you've obsessively said ten so much that you're like just guaranteed Time. ten tiers no matter okay, what. So I have ten I tiers. I feel like that's just Great. your soul saying it's truth right yep. now. Okay, so ten tiers. I think I'm on like it's either nine or ten. I have this sinking feeling. That that this is the end of Joe this might, <laughs> this might be the last go. Like I don't want it to be, but like I don't think it is. I think it's nine at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's where I'm at. And out of four though, from the the Joe that I've experienced, out of ten, I think you're at four. Okay. Great. Well then that means I have more to do. Although I don't want to just redo this lifetime six more times. No, that's not what it is. It's a different uh uh, it's a different world. Yeah, entirely. Your consciousness. Yeah, You've, is is you mean different from this world? So different like I'm on Earth. I'm on tier three. I was an ostrich, and then I right. was a giraffe, and now I'm me. Right, but that was all this planet Earth and the Milky Way. Like you're you're this is all within our realm of reality. Yes, it's right? our realm of reality, but it's like but you're you're existing. Yeah, you're existing okay. in a different world inside this world i always and this is something i want to throw out there uh this is a fear i have that um you know like those tree urn burials where the the body of the person becomes a tree i want to do that from a hippie standpoint but i'm afraid that my consciousness will end up being trapped in the tree and i'll just be really (laughs) bored and be like fuck i can't move 
God damn it! Why did I do this? But here's um, the thing: like, if you bury your consciousness here, what if your tree is brought back in time in this whoa. different world of marble theory, and your tenth tier is a tree in like the 1600s, Jesus. and then you become the tree time. that influenced um, this. You become this 300 year old tree that influenced Shel Silverstein, Shel Silverstein <sighs> to write the Giving Tree. Like you could, so, you could potentially be the Giving Tree. So this is non. This is nonlinear. Yeah. These lifetimes. Fuck, dude. I I thought it was like I would wake up and we'd be dealing with global warming. No. Like the, when the marbles are of... involved, time travel is too. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So I feel like we've at least answered the first question. I'm on tier 10. Uh, what was the second question? What were some of your previous tiers? Previous tiers. Um, A lot of crying. Yeah. Lots of crying. <laughs> Uh, I think there was something involved in aviation. I've Ooh. always thought about wanting to be a pilot, but now I don't. What was your but, What was your name? So you were a bird as a pilot. Oh, maybe I was a bird. You could have been a bird. I might have been Tweety Bird. You could have been I both. I mean, you have you have nine tiers to figure out. I do. So I feel like maybe I was Tweety Bird in one of these tiers. What if you were actually just Tweety Bird and like in Looney Tunes, like that? you were an animated character in a past life, Joe. Not, that, that, that not, not the totally voice, tracks. not the voice of the, the animated voice. character. You were the animated character. You I was the, the pencil marks. Yeah. 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 That you that fucking made tracks, man. someone's hand draw you, <laughs> and they didn't even know. Right. Right. That's really okay. freaking cool. So that's at least one. We have we have Tweety Bird. I was Tweety Bird. Uh, I wish I was getting residuals, but it's okay. It's fine. I'm on tier four. You <laughs> that you was got, so tier two. You, you got the residuals when you needed the residuals. You're, That's do, right. you're doing great right now. That's right. Uh, what else we got? How else can I uh, flush this out? Um, what were your other questions, my dude? I don't know. That was, that was, <laughs> uh, I mean, that was pretty much it. I think that was, really that was I, no, that was, that's really good. No, that was it. it. Okay. Awesome. Wow. Jim, your turn. Oh. Um... How many tiers are you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a number. Sometimes I. I What's your favorite number? Sixty-nine. Nice. Hey, All right. You have hey. Sixty-nine nice. tiers. Sixty-nine this tiers. Is making, this is making sense. Nice. What tier are you on? Uh, I'm on. I'm on a uh, tier. Uh, fifteen. And, Ooh, and I, oh, a young yeah. soul. Yes, I'm. Mm. I'm. And some of my past tiers include Penguin, uh, Walrus, yes, Elephant, <laughs> Bison. Oh man, we got ourselves an Appa. Oh hell yeah! Yep, yep. Air Bison, Air Bison, and Earth Bison. I was I was one each in in. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. That's what I know. I'm for so sure. happy to have been rewatching all of Avatar during this. Like, yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta, gotta start, start that again. back up because it, it's back. I oh, it's just so beautiful and so well it done. It is so good. Oh, it's so good. Highly recommend. The other, the other thing that's so well done that gets underappreciated is David the Gnome. David, what? I don't even know this. Okay, uh, it's just so so beautiful and wonderful. I think it was like a um, 
the one of the most recurring Nick Jr. things in the early 90s. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's like deep. It was made in the 80s. You'll find mm. it in David Bunhome. It's so freaking great. Please go on an adventure. These gnomes live in the forest, and they just have so many heartfelt journeys. And The world fam- Hell yeah. of David the Gnome. Nin- yes, baby. 1985. 1985 to 1986. It's just so beautiful. Like, even if you want to open this podcast with the David the Gnome <laughs> theme song, I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it That's was like uh, the Smurfs before the Smurfs. It just is, it's really great and trippy. I love But it. a little bit dark. Like, they weren't afraid to take it there. Please mm. treat yourself. It's one full season. I think it's only 28 episodes. It's like a 28-hour commitment if you... Yeah, that's nothing. No, that's that's literally nothing. I rewatched Game of Thrones as well, <laughs> which was a journey. But I did, free, I did stop at the eighth season. I didn't want to watch that again. Yeah, I don't blame you. Not one bit do I. I just want to read the book first. Like I'm done with this guessy crap. Have you watched all eight seasons at least once through? Oh yeah. Okay. Definitely. Oh yeah. The moment it was capable of being watched. That was like one Uh, of my things. Like I just I loved I loved getting um, a little bit uh, intoxicated with friends. mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, just I remember sitting well. in a living room like you uh, and mm-hmm. watching Game of Thrones. It's it's the bee's knees. I love that TV experience. And, you know, it that trend didn't last long enough. Right. Um, it was only like a five year thing that that was that you were capable of doing that. And that's only when mm-hmm. Game of Thrones was happening. And now everything's released at once. And it's just like, I can't have a party like this. Right. No one wants to say that long. I don't have enough comfortable things. It's mm. true. It's a true unless I, a true struggle. Unless I made my my uh my floor entirely out of mattresses, I just don't. Ooh. Wouldn't that be nice? Real. Yeah, that sounds divine. Oh, yeah, I'm full of- you're getting sleepy just thinking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm falling asleep just thinking about it. Um. Awesome. Tier sixteen, getting you down. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready for uh, nap time. Oh, right. nap time! Nap time. A midday, a nice midday go. nap. Well, it's since we were story. talking about MCR, let me play you guys out on a nice little yeah. song here. My little interpretation. Thank you so. Much. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Yes. You're beautiful. I quite enjoy you. It's mutual. Thumbs up all the way. Long ago, just like a hearse, you died to get in again. We are so far from you. Burning on, just like a man. Everyone you know And what's the worst to take Worst to take from every heart to break Heart to break like a blade of stain Well, I've been holding 
the very hurt you saw and what's the worst to take what's to take from every heart you break heart you break like a blade you stay well I've been holding on tonight what's the worst thing I can say things are better if I stay Swack Hammer on Instagram. Follow Starbird and the Phoenix. Yes. Uh, and watch my weekly music. show, Show and Tell, with Kristen Dausch. My, Wait, what? My, oh, yeah. We have a, a weekly show called Show and Tell. Uh, you can follow us uh, at Showy and Telly on Instagram. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. We have featured guests and an open mic, and we share the screen and have a jolly time whilst drinking and being silly. And nice. yeah, it's it's a oh, it's a lot yeah. of fun. We're link to all yeah. of that. Our weird yes. uh, Kristen Dausch and my uh, cover band is called Kiwi Fuzz because we both used to eat it. Excellent, <laughs> awesome. Nice. Okay, we're gonna link to all that. Facetime your mom's kids and uh, stay Aww, healthy yeah. and safe and kind out there. Bye, mom. Awesome. Bye, mom. Love to you all. What's the worst thing I can say?